3: A Mercedes Benz. On the road again.
2: Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary Green.
4: Good morning, and welcome to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. My name is Dana Southern. I'm here with my friend and business partner Gary Green, and of course, we are your car insiders. About six years, just give or take a few weeks, of on a weekly basis, trying to help guide people and protect them from making decisions that may not be in their best interest.
3: You know, we have a a young man that's listening to us on the radio. He's called me a couple of times. I'm not even sure if I mentioned this to Dana. He lives out of state. He listens to us, whether it's through SoundCloud or whatever. Really nice young man, and I wish him only the best in his car career. What I explained to him today when we talked was, please, don't go into work and say to your boss, well, these guys say this, these guys say that, these guys say this. Because what I'm explaining to him, he is a salesman, sales professional in the automotive industry. And I think he's going to do well. In fact, I'd I'd bet on it that he's going to do well.
4: You know, I think I would too, because I did get an email from Ian. Yes. And ultimately... I spoke to him before you did, and you essentially said what I said.
3: And uh, But we're, we're not salespeople. So when he brings up these things, so he asked me if I ever, ever heard of a company called Car Jojo. Never heard of it. But it's pretty simple to find, and you Google it, and all it is is a lead capturing service that provides your information to a car dealership. Okay. And what I explained to him was you need to put your – whatever they explain to you because they're going to train you how to maximize profits from these leads that are generated from the buying service. Now, I'm not picking on him, but I'm going to say something that Dana and I have talked about before. He's been in the car business a couple of weeks. He was all excited because they promoted him to an internet sales manager. <laughs> And it's not laughing at him.
4: No, not at all. This
3: kid is, I like him. Me too. And I think he's going to do great. But we've mentioned it before. When you send a lead to the car dealership and you get a response from someone in 30 seconds, I'm going to bet 99.9% it's an autoresponder.
4: I would bet with you.
3: Okay. So thank you for your recent interest in your 2017 Zimmer special concept car. Someone will be reaching out to you shortly. What is the best way, means of contact, phone number or this? And we don't do that, okay? No,
4: we do not.
3: You know, we we are here to help you. We look out for things. We look out for things in your best interest. Now, if you call us, I can assure you this. We call back pretty quickly. Uh, I am not a fan at all of GoDaddy's web email. I'm not sure it works all the time, and I want to apologize. They made us change our format for submission for your information for us to contact you, and it's now required fields or you can't send it. So if you don't want to put your phone number in, you can't send us a s So I want to apologize about that. That's not my idea. That's not Dana's idea. It's just something. And I don't understand what it is. It's not just the GoDaddy site. Okay, I bank with Chase and I bank with Wells Fargo and they've both changed their online websites. If it's not broken, now maybe they fixed everything to keep, to upgrade the security. Data security. So I'm okay with it. And, and you know what it is? It, it, it's just the fact that I'm 56 years old and I hate change. So when you see something new, it's probably the latest and greatest. I just don't want to play with it. I don't even use the Bluetooth in my car because I don't want to learn how to use it. I just, I hate, I hate change. Okay? And one thing that I don't believe has changed No matter what they say, is buying a car. It's the price of the car, the value of your trade-in if you have one. What's the interest rate if you're financing the car? And if you're going to buy a warranty or any other products in the finance office, what do you pay for those? I have yet to see a buying service provide that information
4: from the cradle to the grave from the moment that you were interested in purchasing a vehicle. And and often, you know, if you would like our opinion, whether it be on the particular vehicle that you are inquiring about, one of the things that we're very familiar with is all the different cars out there. I personally, if someone were to call me, suggest a car that I thought was perhaps maybe at the lower end of its class, I might suggest that you perhaps try different things before making a final decision because ultimately there could be several things that you would both enjoy far more and also have a far better value in if you were to purchase them. Not try to talk you into anything, but try not to let you go where you haven't been well enough informed yet.
3: I mean, I, and I will tell you, I enjoy the conversations that I have with the radio show listeners. Uh, they have an understanding of a lot of things. Most of them that listen to the 960 Patriot are way more book educated, school smart than I'll ever be if I live to be 4,000 years old. Ditto. But when it comes to a car deal, we understand it. Now, if you bought a car and you don't like it, or the the math doesn't work, we're not we're not going to be. Well, what time can you be here? We can definitely help you. I, mean, I have a young man that right now that was called to me, referred to me from a friend that I've helped a million times, and he leased a car. Well, leasing is becoming very 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 popular again, and there should be a list of three things that you never ever, and it could be five things, could be, but a list of things, never to believe, that when a salesman says, don't worry about the excess wear and tear at the end of the lease, you won't be responsible for that. Poppycock. Oh, I help all my family members lease cars, and they always do the lowest allowable miles because you won't be held responsible for it.
4: That is such poppycock, and, and that's a big part of the problem part of what is said to potential clients or in the case of a dealership customers is simply not true or not accurate. If you don't fully understand leasing, which I would suggest about 75% or more of managers don't fully understand. Right.
3: Did you hear what he said? He's not talking about the customers going in. He's talking about the people working in the dealership. Now, If someone starts to talk to you and the words come out of their mouth for our ultra qualified, super preferred customers, we have this program. Now, the programs that are the ones that you have to really be careful with that can be extremely dangerous are the ones with banks.
4: Yeah. If you understood what he meant, he said banks and not the lender.
3: Right. So the lender is Should be American, the manufacturer. Great. American Honda Finance, Nissan Motor Acceptance Corporation. I don't know of any manufacturer that will lease a car for 72 months.
4: And I believe unfortunately, Gary, it's probably coming sooner than uh, than not and I feel terrible saying it, but the reality is the average car cost today around 35,000 new. If you do the math on that, on a conventional purchase, the payment's pretty big, and dealers and even lenders for dealers, I believe, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, that Nissan just went up to 96 months for loans. Right. So it is happening in different ways, but it would be the worst thing you could possibly do to, in most cases, ever go beyond perhaps three years or 39 months, or maybe if there was some crazy special 42, Gary, do you agree?
3: Here's what I would tell you. The only time I've ever helped somebody lease a car for longer than 42 months was very simply this. He was leasing a car that had a five-year, 60,000-mile warranty, and he leased the car for four years and 60,000 miles, and it was all about getting him out of a horrible situation and him understanding that he was going to be driving the car. Now, I have a dear friend of mine whose daughter was here in town, and I went to help her buy a car. She lives in North Carolina, and unfortunately, the, the finance manager at the dealership took it upon himself to change something on her credit application, and at that point, I decided we're not doing business with this dealership, and we went to another dealership, and with the help of a friend, I got her approved on a lease, even though he knew she wasn't buying the car here. So we took the approval that she had and I called a dealership in North Carolina and I became friends with the gentleman by the name of Gus Forbes at Hendrix Honda in North Carolina. And Gus was kind enough to help my friend's daughter lease a new car. And her intentions fully were at the end of the 36 months she was going lease she was going to buy a car out of the lease. Sometimes it's okay, sometimes it's not. Only problem was the car had $14,000 worth of body damage that had been repaired. Let's call it twelve grand. It was almost the total, and they didn't total the car. So I didn't want her buying this car out of the lease.
4: Absolutely not, of course.
3: So she leases another car, and in the middle of the lease, or two, whatever it was, she goes to work for another company, and the guy says, don't worry about the miles on the lease. I'll take care of it when the lease is over. Lie. That's just as bad as the salesman in the dealership telling you not to worry about it, because guess what? She doesn't work for the company anymore. So she calls me up, and she's not crying, but she says, I'm not quite sure what to do, but my lease is over, and my car has 89,000 miles on it. So I explained to her, you have a couple of choices, and the worst one is probably buying your car out, because you're now going to buy a car, finance it for 60 or 72 months, and it's going to have 90,000 miles when you buy it. Now, what was funny was, everything that I said to her on the phone was exactly what Gus was telling her in the office while she bought the new car. Now, she has a horrible payment on a lease for the next 36 months, but when it's over, so's the mileage penalty, and she gets to start fresh.
4: Well, I can tell you that every individual situation stands on its own. And with that, I'd like to thank Rodeo Kia for their support of our show. They have a wonderful selection of new Kia vehicles, including the Forte, the Forte Coupe, the Optima Rio, the Sedona, the Sorento, the Soul, the Sportage. They use a lot of S's, and they make a lot of great cars. Yes, they do. Anyway, they're located in Avondale off the... I go freeway, parkway.
3: It's, in it's that test drive something. Avondale yeah. Auto Mall. Exactly. The most prestigious
5: and coveted honor that American Honda Motor Company awards dealerships is the President's Award.
2: Make a plan today to get your ass checked.
7: Visit brightfocus.org to learn more.
2: This is the sound of salmonella gyrating on your undercooked chicken. And it looks like mom might be taking it out a little early. Don't let salmonella get funky with your chicken. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. So use a thermometer to cook each type of meat to the right temperature. Keep your family safe at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA,
0: HHS, and the Ad Council.
3: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm here with my partner Dana Southern, and we are Your Car Insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. Remember, you can always reach me, 602-525-1370. You can reach Dana at 602-679-8324. Remember, I, I explained earlier in the show about my dissatisfaction with the contact us portion of the GoDaddy website. Please, if you want our help, the best way to reach us is going to be by the phone. If you insist on the email, I promise you we will get back to you. I just, I don't like the fact that they want more information that I feel you should have to give to talk to us.
4: And we're unable up to this point to be get them to change it. So we're in a situation where they're suggesting that you have to fill in those fields. Yep. We and are if not. If you
3: want, put in 555 555 And I'll know that you're listening to the radio show. But. Another thing that's going on right now. They had the big push at the end of the year. Now they're having the big push to start the year. And January primarily is usually a pretty slow month in the car business. So understand something. You are going to start seeing stuff in the mail if you have a vehicle that's financed, if you have a vehicle that's been purchased at a car dealership in the past few years. We need your trade. Poppycock. They're fishing. It's a hook. Dana will know better than I will. When they send out these mailers, what's the percentage that they look for for a response? Well, the
4: average true response is probably just under 1% or close to 1%. The one that they're looking for is 2
3: Now, I have had the ability to help one person, and it was kind of funny. I would helped her buy a car, and she wanted to go into a, an SUV from the car. Well... She was, a, she was a recent college graduate, so the bank approved her. She was two months into her, two years into her loan, and she was actually able from the letter. But what was funny was the dealerships pay these mailers a certain percentage of, I shouldn't say a, a, a fee for every deal that gets made from. So when the girl called from the letter, the dealership, when I showed up, the GM of the dealership walked out to the guy from the company and said, hey, I need you to do me a favor. This one's not yours. This one doesn't count. This is one of Gary's customers. This is what Gary does. Gary's going to make the deal, and if he doesn't, you don't get to talk to her. So these, these things are designed to drag you into the dealership.
4: With a false sense of hope for gain.
3: Now, the only thing that I like less than mailers is when you're sitting in the service department. Minding your Your own business. business. And the salesman comes up and says, have your car in service? What are they doing to your car? Well, it's got 12,000 miles on it. I'm getting the oil changed. And he begins to talk to you about trading your car in because it's a high-demand vehicle.
4: And the all-new models have just come out.
3: And the all-new models always have the best pricing, the highest incentives, and the all-new models help the value of your old body style trading. Poppycock, poppycock, poppycock. The word is facetious, sarcastic, okay? And this is where people get annihilated. And what I mean by that is, was probably one of the worst things that I've had to deal with since we've been doing the radio show. The woman was minding her business, getting her oil changed with a 50,000-mile car. And she left with a $500 payment. She never made the first payment. She, called, she was a first payment default. She didn't have the money to make her payment. And the worst part about it was the whole deal was orchestrated by the general manager of the dealership. I will go to my grave with never mentioning that dealership's name online. It's not what Dana and I do. But if someone called and said they wanted to buy a car at that dealership, I wouldn't be willing to help, even if it was the only car. Now, the most important thing you want to remember is if you're not being treated the way that you want to be treated while you're buying the car, how do you think you're going to be treated after the fact and your vehicle's there for service or you have a problem after buying the car?
4: And one of the biggest mistakes that people make is relying on whether it be what comes out of the mouth of the dealer or what they might research online or read, the the reality is every single time a consumer goes into a dealership, whether they're there to buy a car or have service done, there's typically going to be a transaction made and I can assure you the dealership wants to be involved in one. So they'll send out mailers, like Gary alluded to, with we need your trade, our inventory's low on this or that. I had a friend this past week who was told by a very experienced salesperson that there was a demand for his 2014 Honda Odyssey with just under 100,000 miles on it. And that, you know, it was in his best interest to try to trade right away.
3: Well, it might be in his best interest to trade because of the mileage on the car, but it's not something that the dealership's going to jump through hoops to get.
4: Yeah, 100,000 mile, 2014 anything is not a vehicle that any dealer is going to jump through any hoops, nor would any logical consumer jump through hoops to acquire.
3: Now, last week... I had an appointment at 10 o'clock, at 10 o'clock to meet – or 11.30, I should say, to meet someone at a car dealership to handle a transaction. And it was a used vehicle that he was looking for, and it was a very difficult vehicle to find. There's not a lot of long wheelbase F-350 diesels for sale with less than 100,000 miles and in the $35,000, 36000 $37,000 range. He had found the only one. So I had called, I had a conversation with my friend about the vehicle, and he went out and he looked at the car, and Bill called me back and said, Gary, you know what, it's a pretty nice truck, blah, 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 blah. And the son kind of got out of the middle of the deal, and the son said, why don't you talk to my dad? So on Sunday, the dad and I talked, and I had spoken to the dad, I had spoken to the son what I thought the trade-in was worth. Now, it was a 10 year old F 250 with the wrong diesel motor, the 6.0, rust, body damage, and I thought the trade in was worth six, seven grand. Okay, he wanted 10. Now, they went to a certain number on the trade, and he didn't trade the car. Now, I hope he sells it on his own. It's not something I would help anybody sell. When a vehicle has rust, and but it's a price point that the vehicle may just sell for 10 grand. If someone needs a work truck and they don't care because they're hooking up a trailer to the back of it and they're just going to tow with it and they know that the 6-liter motor has been fixed correctly, try to sell it yourself. There's nothing wrong. No one forces you to trade your car in. No one forces you to buy the car. It's your decision. Remember, you can always reach Dana at 602-679-8324... You can reach me at 602-525-1370. You can find us on Facebook at Your Car Insiders. You can go to yourcarinsiders.com. You can go to the contact page. I promise you I will get back to you, or Dana will get back to you. But a very special thanks to Earnhardt Hyundai in Avondale. They offer a great selection of new Hyundais and pre-owned vehicles. We pledge to offer exceptional customer service and owner satisfaction. Located at 10401 West Papago Freeway, Avondale, Arizona, 85323 in the Avondale Auto Mall.
5: Get a just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster
0: care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids in the Ad Council.
4: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 the Patriot. Once again, my name is Dana Southern, and I'm here with my friend and business partner, Gary Green. And I can only tell you, I really don't know anybody besides Gary Green that would be qualified and have the heart and passion to help people the way that I do.
3: You know, and that's what it is. We help people buy cars. We don't work at dealerships. and We don't take any money from dealerships. And, you know, it's really simple. We have a $400 flat fee. You don't pay us if we don't help you. Now, I will tell you a funny story. A friend of mine no longer worked at the dealership, and I called a friend of mine that was a sales manager, and he said, Hey, I'm trying to help a salesman out. Could you please work with him? And the radio was a radio show listener, and it was funny because when we were done, the guy was like, The customer, can this guy just leave me alone? I don't, I don't want him to follow up with me. I don't want to talk to him. I've never been around. He, and he said to me, he says, if it wasn't for you, wouldn't have bought the car from him. We'd have gone someplace else. But you explain everything. Now, when I say we explain everything, Dana and I share with you, what are you paying for the car? What's the money factor on the lease? What's the term? What's the residual? If you're financing the car, what's the interest rate? What's this? What's that? Why are you financing the car for this? Now, I have a guy that's a, an acquaintance. I know him from one of the cigar stores. I have helped him with numerous problems he's had through the years. And I'm in a car dealership a couple of weeks ago. And there he is negotiating a car deal. Dumb. The one time that I can actually help him, he ha- and he calls me. And he, well, you know, they wanted it. And I'm like, Tom, they're not wrong. You just don't understand what it is they're trying to explain to you. Now, if you'd like, I'd be happy to call a friend of mine at this dealership. And go from there. So on Monday, I just reached out to the guy and I said, Tom, do you want me to reach out to my friend? I'll get in touch with you. So a week later, two weeks later, he leaves me a voicemail. Hey, Gary, I want to I wanna talk to you about a car I found. Okay. Didn't call him back. And I will tell you, if I see him and he questions me about that, I'm going to explain to him. When you needed car insurance and you needed homeowner's insurance, how much money did I save you? When your car got totaled and I got you $1,500 more for your car than your insurance company offered you and you bought me a $7 hamburger, okay? This is our business.
4: You know, Gary, when you say this, there, there have been over the years many, many people that either simply do not have a clue What it is that we actually do until they see us do it or they simply, you know, believe that they're going to ask questions of us and then be prepared to go do what they weren't prepared to do in the first place. I can only tell you it's your money. If we help someone buy a vehicle, they don't leave with a penny less than they would have left with for sure by paying us our small fee. They leave paying far less by paying us our small fee, or we wouldn't help them at all.
3: You know, and, and that's the thing—we're helping people buy cars, and in, in speaking to to people, you know, if a customer calls, if a client, and we've helped them buy a car. I've had a couple that actually think that based on the relationship that I had with the dealership, that they no longer need my assistance. They can go in and do everything that I did.
4: Allow me to say this. Ultimately, when a dealer has a repeat customer for them – or in this case, they go in on their own thinking that they've somehow built a relationship that may have taken 25 years of Gary's life to build or mine, and that they're just simply going to be treated really well because they were our clients. A dealer, when a person comes in to buy a vehicle or attempts to buy a vehicle, is going to do everything in their power to sell you a vehicle on the spot.
7: You That's
3: know, how
4: it works for them.
3: You know, And, and what it is is we go to dealerships where we have relationships. Now, I have a relationship with a gentleman that's a general manager, and my father-in-law wanted to look at a car. I get there, the guy that I want to talk So what happens? I get put with a Greenpeace salesperson, and now I have a sales manager that's trying to explain to me why my father-in-law should buy this car and not that car.
4: That's not very smart
3: on his so part. So I kind of laughed because I explained to him, it didn't matter what anybody said, he's not buying a car. For some reason, unknown to me, no matter what color Ford Edge you buy, what, no matter what color the interior is, all of the trim, the dashboard, the plastic around the seats, the plastic on the center console, the plastic on the dashboard, doesn't matter if the car's beige, gray, or black, the dashboard's black. My father in not buying a car with black interior. He doesn't care if the seats are beige. He's not buying a black dashboard. But we don't convince you to do anything that's not in your best interest. Remember, you can always reach Dana at 602 679 8324, and you can reach me at 602 525 1370.
6: Earnhardt Auto Centers is proud to announce the addition of Earnhardt Mazda. The team at Earnhardt Mazda, located at 15350 North Hayden Road in Scottsdale, is open to serve all Mazda owners and those who want a new Mazda. Come in today and let us walk you through our Mazda inventory, including new and used Mazdas with many different options. We are here to service all Mazdas and, of course, have genuine Mazda parts. Stop by the new Earnhardt Mazda today.
2: Them. Introducing the YMCA. What? You already know the why? Or so you think. Sure, you know the why for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the why, someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after school enrichment program. Practice your downward facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the why. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that. So while you might think of the why as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the why. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit YMCA.net slash more.
3: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm here with my partner, Dana Southern, and we are Your Car Insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. Very special thanks to Earnhardt Kia, located along East Bell Road, minutes from Scottsdale and Glendale. Their location allows them to serve all the greater metro Phoenix areas as well as nearby Tempe and Peoria. You can visit them at 2121 East Bell Road in Phoenix, Arizona. You know, we, we've been doing this for quite a while. And it's, it's, not the, it's, it's not the car business. It's every business that gets scrutinized and looked at and this and this. And it was kind of a funny story. And I'm going to share it because it was kind of funny. Unfortunately, a couple of weeks ago, my mom passed away. And it was, she's not in a better place, I don't believe that, but she's where she wanted to be, because the better place was home with me. And I'll, I'll live with that forever. I'm gonna say
4: one thing, and I I feel hesitant, but I believe Gary Green is arguably the finest son I have ever met.
3: And it was kind of funny, because whenever, my, was out, was out, whenever I was out with my mom, and I had to take her everywhere, She would say, everywhere we go, we know someone. And we would laugh about it. Or I would be on the phone in the car. And I didn't like to do that in the car sometimes because she would think I was talking to her. So after she passed away, I had to find a mortuary to take her to. Now, I'm Jewish and there's only one Jewish mortuary in town. So I went over to the mortuary and I called a couple of my friends and they confirmed that they were the only one. So it was kind of funny that we're sitting in the gentleman's office and I'm looking at him and we're doing this and we're doing that. I got to tell you, it's almost like you're in a car deal. He's got the price list of everything. He's going over the options. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. And I was amazed, A, how much was actually included and what it cost to take care of everything. I was prepared that it was going to be much more. But the funny part of the story was where my wife started cracking up laughing. I looked at him and I said, you used to drive a Nissan Altima. And he looked at me kind of funny. And I said, you were referred to me by a dear friend that owns a Jewish deli in town. And you bought a car from me sometime around 1997, 1998. And my wife starts cracking up laughing. And she looks at me and says, your mother, she's in that other room and she's doing handstands laughing that you're preparing to her services and you know the guy. And it's not about my mom. It's about knowing people. How many times do you help somebody buy a car where you don't know somebody at the dealership?
4: Pretty rare.
3: And the only time it happens is when the car is the only car available. Now, I did a deal at a dealership that I don't normally go to, and it was no problem until we went into the finance office. And I had to excuse the customer and have a conversation with the finance manager. I don't know if I told this story. If I did, I apologize for the repeat. But the finance manager threw out a number on the warranty. Now, If you don't know this, if you buy a car that is still under factory warranty and you buy an extended service contract, it's less expensive than if you want to buy a service contract on a vehicle that's either brand new or still under factory warranty. Now, when you buy a car that's five or six years old out of factory warranty, It becomes a warranty that becomes from the date you're buying the car, not from the date of the in-service, and it's additional miles, not up to miles. And these are all things that Dana and I understand. So when the finance manager throws out the number for the warranty, the customer looks at me and says, guess we're not buying the car because I'm not buying the car without the warranty and I'm not buying the car paying that for the warranty. And I explained to him that you're buying a Cadillac with all-wheel drive, with navigation, a panoramic sunroof, all these computers and all this. And I assure you, if you're going to buy one of these cars with my help, you're not buying one without a warranty. But I'm telling you right now, you're not paying that for the warranty. And if you have to pay that for the warranty, we'll come back tomorrow and I'll talk to the general manager of the dealership. So I sat down and I talked to the finance manager with the customer outside the dealership. And... I told him what the customer wanted to pay for the warranty, and he says, well, you know, if I sold it for that, I I might get in trouble. And I looked at him, and I don't have to think too long to come up with really quick answers. So I looked at him, and I said, let me ask you a question. Do you think you're going to get in more trouble for selling a warranty and making a profit and making a service customer out of this guy because it's a disappearing deductible? He's going to service the car here because there'll never be a warranty deductible, or... Are you going to be more trouble doing that or telling the general manager tomorrow why the customer didn't buy the car?
4: Coupled with the fact that as a finance manager, one of the things that you never ever want to do if you want to stay in your position would be have a client come into the business office and something that you say or do cause that customer to do what Gary just alluded to.
3: Now, when you were general manager of a dealership, and you had a customer that was looking at a car that you owned for 67 days and it was getting ready to go to the auction and that's the car the customer wants to buy now I'm not going to let out that it's also the only one in the valley there's not a lot of all-wheel drive top-of-the-line Cadillac SRXs with 40,000 miles on it and they made a great deal on the vehicle the customers now when I saw the customer the next day he was thrilled. He realized that the warranty is going to pay for himself even though it was expensive. You know, if you buy a warranty and it's 900 bucks. figure out what's not going to be covered. Because what I'd hate you to do is buy a warranty and then hear from the ser- service manager or the service person, your, your service t- rep, oh, that's not covered.
4: Kind of interesting, Gary, because that's a very critical part of an extended service contract. We talk about this quite often, but I personally recommend the factory warranty that is available from any manufacturer over any aftermarket product available, period. So the first thing is what's the product? And I will tell
3: you, I wholeheartedly believe what he just said, but remember, I'm going to add something and let him finish. Remember this factory warranties, factory extended contracts have component levels. So the one thing you don't want to do is buy a warranty and thinking that you're buying platinum coverage when you're actually buying base care. It's very important to watch the boxes that are checked on that. And I sorry, apologize for interrupting you. Well, don't, don't feel bad at all.
4: The, the reality is, as an example, I helped a client just a couple days ago, a referral and friend, acquire a new, loaded, as fancy as you can get, Murano. If it could be on the vehicle, it had it. And we talked about the extended service contract because he was putting a substantial amount of money down, didn't see any logic in purchasing gap insurance because he was also getting a great deal but when it came to the extended service contract he was pretty reluctant and you know I said it's it's a choice you either self insure or and
3: that's what it is you're self insuring yourself go ahead and okay. so
4: ultimately you know for a preset amount for the best product that they offer like Gary just alluded to where we also read exactly what is not covered. Yeah, it's that's more a critical to read
3: thing. what's not covered than what is covered.
4: Absolutely true, because there's a lot of terms that can be ambiguous where when it states specifically in writing what is not covered, that's what's not covered. And when it got to the term and price, the finance manager happens to be a former employee. So coincidence. But he knew, of course, who I was and what I do. And so he said... You know, would this gentleman and lady care for any additional products? He asked me without even them coming into the finance office. And I said, the only thing that I think he should have any interest, if at all, would be an extended service contract. However, up to this point, it's been his feeling that he's leaning towards not purchasing one. And he said to me, the client, um, Tom, very nice man. He said, you know, I I just think that, you know, if it's going to break, it's going to break in the first three years. And when I heard that, I I responded in a way that I don't think he was prepared for. But what I essentially explained was I didn't have a preference of whether he self-insured or not. I wasn't going to be able to fix it once anything went wrong past the original warranty period. And ultimately, there's so much technology, so many things that would cost far more than the contract itself if they were to happen. The finance manager quoted a price at a fraction over cost and basically gave it to him. And as he explained all the things that it covered and we read the things that it didn't cover from the roadside service to the fuel delivery to towing and rental and all the things that the factory warranties don't cover standard, um, that's what kind of wraps in the first part of the extended service contract, where it starts from zero miles if it's brand new and then ends at whether it's 75, 100, 125, whatever that number is. Often finance managers will try to shorten the term of the product they're offering you, add a deductible to the warranty they're offering you or extended service contract, and one blink in the wrong direction with a finance manager that is not forthright, and you will be beaten for far more than four hundred dollars. I promise you.
3: You know, and and it's very simple. You know, before we go on, I want to thank Lundy's Purely Volkswagen for their support of our show. What a what a wonderful man Dennis Lundy is, I mean, I got to tell you, I, I, I wish everybody sometimes wanted a Volkswagen or a Honda or a Toyota because of the ease of those transactions. But we're not fortunate enough to have that happen. But they're located 8801 West Bell Road in Peoria, Arizona. Now, back to what Dana was talking about. I break it down to keep it simple, and it's KISS. And it's actually keep it simple, stupid is the acronym.
4: That's the one I learned.
3: Now, when you are buying a car, and you say to me, I don't want a warranty. I don't care if you buy a warranty. Nor do I. But I don't want you to not understand what you're doing. So I, I want break, you to make a
4: bad business decision.
3: So let's just make up a number. The service contract costs two grand, and you finance the car for seventy-two months at three percent interest. It's thirty dollars a month. So what I would always look at somebody and say: in the next hundred thousand miles in the next six years. How much are you going to pay for car insurance? And normally most people throw out a number. Well, my car insurance is about 100 a month. So that's $1200 a year times 6 years, which is $7200 on a 6-year loan. The warranty's too grand. And then I look at them and say, if you were given the option to no longer have to have full coverage insurance or car insurance at all, would you self-insure yourself? And everybody that I've ever asked the question says no. And then I ask the question, when's the last time you used your auto insurance for an accident (coughs) claim? And 80% of the people say, I haven't had an accident in 20 years or I haven't made a claim in 20 years. So in other words, the last question I'm going to ask you is, when's the last time you fixed your car when it broke? Well, I'm trading my car in because it's broken or I fix this or I fix that. It is much less expensive to insure your vehicle against repairs than it is to insure your mechanical repairs than it is to insure your vehicle against accidents. Now, on top of that, most people have a $500 or $1,000 deductible on their auto insurance,
4: So if something does happen, they're still out of pocket. Even things like buying gap insurance, who you buy it from and how you buy it matters. There's many, obviously, credit unions and different lenders that offer gap insurance. However, they don't all cover the same things. They're not Apple-to-Apple comparisons, Gary and I, of course, understand the differences. But before we leave for the day, I want to send a special thank you to Earnhardt Hyundai North Scottsdale. It is a family-owned and operated dealership in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. They strive to surpass your expectations by actively listening to their customers and employees. Their goal is simply to provide an exceptional experience before, during, and after the sale. And my brother is the service director. And, Mark, and he's
3: a great guy.
4: And Mark, the, the general manager... As a dear friend for over 20 years, we've worked together for over a decade. they 're the highest ranked in customer satisfaction for service, and I believe sales now. So we recommend.